0: You are listening to The Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by The Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. So uh, glad to be here for the second time. Um, It's been a pleasure kind of reflecting on the different things that we are pursuing uh, in life and what God... Uh, has in store for us. I think the first time I, I spoke about pursuing your honor and and thinking through if Jesus is enough for us in the things that we are trying to pursue. Uh, but today I want to talk to you to you about another pursuit that we have, which is the pursuit of power. Um, and one of the texts that that we have been looking uh, we'll be looking at is a book of, from the book of 1 Kings, uh, chapter one, verse twenty-five. But before I read that. I want to uh, pray pray over us and, and and invite the spirit of God to be, uh, to be here. Father, in, uh, our, our father and our brother and everything to us, God. I thank you so much for the privilege of being alive, for the joy of grace and its abundance in our life. God, we have come from different walks of life, but I pray in Jesus' name that Your Word will speak to us and touch us in a different way. That You will lift us. From a state of powerlessness to a state of powerfulness i pray that god you will guide this message that at the end of the day it shall reflect what your words are um, empty verse so don't know what to say but i pray and invite you that god you will speak to your children through through the words that you've written on my heart i thank you so much for your kind and your gracious uh, in jesus name amen uh so if you have, if you have a bible i i would love for you to kind of follow through with me because i think it's it's a good to read through scripture i want to read from the book of first kings which is one of the um texts that we have and i want to read an interesting story in the old testament uh the first 25 verses of it and so just uh pay attention to it and i think you would enjoy enjoy what the word of god is saying okay so when king david was very old <laughs> he could Sorry. <laughs> it's okay it's okay I know where you're coming from I understand when King David was very old he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him so he was sick so his attendants said to him let us look for a young virgin to serve the king and take care of him you know she can lie beside him so that our Lord and king may keep warm when they shut through Israel for a beautiful young woman and found Abishak a Shumanite and brought her to the king oh the woman was very beautiful She took care of the king and waited on him, but the king had no sexual relations with her. Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggath, put himself forward and said, Oh, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. His father had never rebuked him by asking, Why do you behave as you do? He was also very handsome and was born next after Absalom, which are important things for you to know. Adonijah conferred with Joab, son of Zeruiah, and Abitha the priest, and they gave him their support. But Zadok, the priest, Benaniah, son of Jehodi, and Nathan, the prophet, Shemai, and Re, and David's special guard, did not join Adonijah. Adonijah then sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened cows at the son of Zerileb near Roger. He invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah, but he did not invite Nathan, the prophet, or Benaiah, or the special guard, or his brother, Solomon. Then Nathan asked Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king, and your Lord David knows nothing about it? Now then, let me advise you how you can save your own life and the life of your son, Solomon, going to King David and said to him, my lord and king, did you not swear to me, your servant? Surely Solomon, your son, will be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? Why are you still talking to the king? While you are still talking to the king, I will come in and add my word to what you have said. So Bathsheba went to see the aged king in his room, where Abitha the Shumanite was attending him. Bathsheba bowed down, prostrating herself before the king. What is it that you want? The king asked. She said to him, My lord, you yourself swore to me, your servant, by the Lord your God. Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. But now Adonijah has become king, and you, my lord, the king, do not know about it. He has sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fattened cows, and sheep, and has invited all the king's sons, Abitha the priest, and Joab the commander of the army. But he has not invited Solomon, your sab- servant. My Lord the King, the eyes of all Israel are on you to learn from me who will sit on the throne of my Lord and King after him. Otherwise, as soon as my Lord the King is laid to rest with his ancestors, I and my son will be treated as criminals. While she was still speaking with the King, Nathan the prophet arrived. The King was told, Nathan the prophet is here. So he went before the King and bowed his face to the ground. Nathan said, have you, my lord, the king, declared Adonijah shall be king after you, and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has gone and sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fattened cows, and sheep. He has invited all the king's sons and commanders of the army, and Abitha the priest. Right now, they are eating and drinking with him and saying, Oh, long live king Adonijah, for me, your servant, and Zadok the priest, Benaniah, son of Johadi." and... Your servant Solomon did not get the invite. It is, is this some, is this something my Lord, the King has done without letting his servants know who should sit on the throne of my Lord and King. You can always trust prophets that sometimes <laughs> they play as if they don't know, but they know what is going on. And today I want to speak to you uh, about the pursuit of power. So here are two people looking for power. The first one is Adonijah, who comes in and wants to elevate himself to succeed David. And then we have Bathsheba, who is a woman who also wants his son to be able to become king uh, of Israel to to succeed the most successful king that scripture ever talks about, as, as we know. So at the end of the day, there's a power struggle between Adonijah and Bathsheba. But the woman ends up winning. And in some way, I think the two of them are going to represent two ways in which Christians and believers and people of this will be, try and pursue power in your own life. One of them will lead to a successful end; the other one uh, will not lead to a successful. So what makes up the difference? What is the reason why one is successful and the other reason why it's not successful? So first, let's look at the strategy. And before we look at the strategy, even think about in our own lives that life in of itself is a power struggle. If you don't know that if life is a power struggle, like is it's either you are exercising power in some sphere or you are the recipient of it. Marriage couples are always fighting because of power. You know that, right? The man will say, oh, you didn't respect me enough or you didn't cook for me. You didn't sleep with me. You didn't do this for me. You say one word and they're upset and the women are also the men don't even have time paying attention to different things and manipulating their ways throughout. You can think about work and where you find yourself in. In friendship, power is always at a defining uh, moment and a defining part of human relations, whether you want to embrace it or not. So there are two people and two ways of seeking struggle and uh, seeking for power. And then let's look at the, the two ways and see what scripture tells us about it look at Adonijah for the first one if you're writing I want you to, to write this down and pay attention to it the first thing that you, you realize that Adonijah is a man and bachiba is a woman like it doesn't matter what world you live in most of the time most societies in some way even though God created us equal has elevated men over women in many many ways in verse 6 scripture says that Adonijah was handsome you know when when, when it's crazy says like he was really good looking but you know Bathsheba was also beautiful remember Bathsheba was the lady that uh, David was on his palace and saw her bathing and she looked he looked at her and lusted over her and called Bathsheba to come and he gave birth to a son and David had sent her husband uh, to fight and putting a where the fighting was intense to the point that her husband Ended up dying so Bathsheba was really beautiful but she was a disgraced beautiful woman who has lost her husband in one way or the other the scripture says that Adonijah had become the second son at this time around Absalom who was uh, David's eldest son had been killed by Joel. And so Adonijah by default is the eldest son now and he's, he's her, her heir to the throne. He's the one coming from the rich family. He's the one whose father has the throne and he's the eldest son. But Tiba is not a son. His son that he, he, she has is one of the least along the lines of children in David. So he, he, she had no position of power within the sphere of where she lived look at verse 7 Adonijah was well connected man he had the military on his side he had the the priest David's own priest on his side he had kinsmen he was the man who knew what was happening in the palace and the most powerful of all people were aligned with Adonijah except Nathan and the rest you know he was really well liked and supported so if you look at verse 25 Scripture says that he invited all the king's sons and the commanders of the army I and the priests. You know what they were doing? They were, they were having a feast. He's the one who's throwing the party, that everybody, the most important people, had to be there. And so you see that Nathan complains and says, Oh, if didn't, we didn't get the invite, Solomon and I, and the other ones who were opposed to him, we didn't get the invite because that was the place where you needed to be. Bathsheba is not well connected at all she didn't even know what was going on until Nathan goes to her and tells her don't you know what is happening Adonijah is setting himself up to be a king so Bathsheba even though she was around the palace had no idea what was going on because she wasn't connected to the core uh, core people of power she wasn't close to the source of power she wasn't close to the people who mattered The last part of it is look at verse 15. Or even at the very beginning of chapter 1, you see that David has a new wife. A younger one. But Sheba now, her time has passed. She is no longer the one who is able to keep the king warm. Some other woman was there to keep her warm. So her power of influence, her, her ability to even keep the man that she wanted, the man that her husband had died for was gone. You see, if you look at the stories really well, you realize that Adonijah is the one that the world values. They're the ones that the world gives power to. They're the ones who move up in the world. You even think about our own families in Ghana. Like, who do the fathers give their wealth to? Isn't the eldest son? Look at who are the people who are getting the, the, the social media fees. Isn't those who are well connected? Look at those who are moving through the ladders of our corporate world and our finances. And those who have the powerful people in Ghana, don't we say that it is who you know instead of what you have? The world values these things. And some of us, because the world values these things, we spend our time and our life trying to be those things in order for us to feel and get the power that we want. Look at how many women are trying to be, (laughs) we spend money on the things on our clothes trying to be beautiful. Look at how many of us, our families, reject spouses because they don't come from good families. They don't have the wealth. Look at people who are not well-connected and as a result of that, we can't even get the jobs that we want. People don't listen to us because we are not that well-connected. Do you see it? That these are the things of the world. These are the things that the world values. But look at Bathsheba's like she has nothing. So, so so the question I'm posing to you now, and the question I want you to really pay attention to, is why is it that at the end of the day, the person who has nothing is the one who ends up winning? Why? Why does Adonijah loses and Bathsheba is the one who wins? Why does the man lose and the woman wins? Why does the one who is more connected loses and the one who is not connected wins? Why does the one who is more beautiful, more handsome loses and the one who is not beautiful who is, whose time has passed? Why is she the one who ends up winning? And my answer to that is that Adonijah felt that she had everything. And Bathsheba knew that she had nothing. And that, that belief would, would, would catapult into all the actions that they are going to do. You see, Adonijah had the military. He had the priests. You know, it is so fascinating to me that he never really went to his father for his father's blessing. He never really went to the sense, he wanted to really go to the place of the source of the power. But what he did was that he relied on the power of those who were around him. He had this false sense of security. You see, rich people, sometimes they have problems. And the problem they have is that because they are rich or because they have power, they feel this sense of security. They can do anything. They will never be caught. They will get away with it because they themselves have everything. Who is really going to put them to task? But Bathsheba saw what she had, and said, "I have nothing." He reminds me. He reminds me of the song familiar. You see, said nothing I get to remember that song. I say, "Masa forget to." And when you bring me cry, she. I have nothing. And when you bring you, because there's nothing that I have, and because she doesn't have nothing, because she doesn't have anything, do you know what she does? She goes directly to the source of the power. You don't go to the source of the power when you feel like you have everything the second thing that we see is that for Bechipa power was personal for Adonijah power was the end of itself and so you see that when Nathan goes to her and tells her like if you do not act at the end of the you and your son will lose your life you'll be treated as criminals her life and a children's life depending on it. Some of you, you don't go for power. Some of you, you don't exercise your power in the workplace, in marriages, in relationships, because at the end of it, it is not personal to you. It is something else that is more personal. Like adonijah there's something inherent in him that says that I am not enough until I have power. It is never complete for him. So, Bible says that in Second Kings chapter two, verse twenty-two. You know what he did? After he had lost the, the, the power struggle to Bathsheba, he, he goes to Bathsheba later on and asks Bathsheba for David's wife, the lady that Bathsheba was competing with. In the Old Testament, whenever a person goes for the concubines of a of a of a king, it means that they won the throne of itself. To him, power was everything. Please note. When Bathsheba was going to the source and going to David for she was risking everything. She was risking everything. In the olden times, you don't just show up to a king just because you think you're married to them. Remember uh, in the Book of Esther, Queen Vashti, when the when the king wanted him to come and he didn't want to go, or even remember when Esther had to go to the king and said that like, if I die, I die; if I live, I live because he didn't really just go to the king for for the sake of just going. When you're going, Avi, he hasn't summoned you to come. You are risking your life to go there. So how can someone who has nothing and yet be able to risk a life for the power and protection that she needed? I want you to look at verse 17. It was because of the promise. He says, My Lord, didn't you swear to me yourself? And surely Solomon, your son, will be king after me. It is the promise that gave her the clarity to be able to go. It is the promise that gave her the light and the direction to go. It is the promise that gave her the, the strength to be able to act. It is the promise that gave her the hope that if she goes there at the end of the day, her life will still be saved. It is the promise that I showed her when she goes there, she will be able to get what she wanted what oh, but she doesn't know that she, she she was looking at the ultimate promise the promise that god has given to all uh, oh i see the jesus christ he is the promise and the source of all the power John 14 verses you know what he says he says I am the way the truth and the life no one goes to the father except through me the source is the father the path to the source the promise of the source is Christ so how do you face risk how do you exercise power how do you get power in able to act and get the things that you need That God is? says, look to the promise in Psalm 27 he says the Lord is my light and my salvation Whom shall I feel when in not me in and you know how to get to the promise you know how you can be so low there's no self-esteem with not having anything that you want but yet you you'll you be able to kind of boldly go for the things that you want and to look at the promises, look on the cross, my friend. Look, you know, he died for you so that you will live. So, so at the end of the day, when when you lose your life, like at the end of what does it matter? Because at the end of the day, you're still gonna live, whether you live or you die. You do it for Christ. So, what is the matter? You know, he said, to you, "I I will provide for you." So, at the end of the day, even if I lose it when I risk it. He said, I will provide a God who will make you survive because he is there. He was abandoned and rejected so that you will be embraced, so that you will be included, so that you will gain what you need. So if you look to the cross, even though you may have even the lowest self-esteem, even though you may be the lowest totem, even though you may not have the qualities that you deserve, because he is there, you have the confidence and the boldness to be able to step out and do what God is calling you to do. What are you afraid of? My dear friends, some of you are like a donager. You are tired, man. You are looking for for, for a breakthrough. You're looking for something really to happen really well for you. You're looking for 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 for, for something that, that that is so significant to you that you feel like you can't live without. You feel like you need to have it and you're risking everything. And you are you, and but, but you, how you're doing is that you are dependent on your on on your character, you're dependent on on what you have, you're dependent on where you're going and and the whole thing that is directing you is is, is what you have, it's what the world values, and you keep chasing it and you get it and you lose it, you get it, and you lose it. And it's tiring. It is because you're not looking at the cross. You see, you're nothing. We have nothing. See, un- until you recognize that you have nothing, you will never go to the source. With Adonijah, even though he had everything, when Bathsheba died, well, you know what happened? The military people left him. The priests left him. The people left him. My friend, the gospel is enough. If you look to the cross and he who was a king, even Jesus Christ who, who, who came from heaven, he, he, he was able to go to the cross. What do you have compared to him? What do you have? Nothing. Nothing. And so the cross will give us the self-confidence we have. It will also give us the humility we have to go to him and ask for the power and the strength to be able to do the things that we need to do. My dear brothers and sisters, if you feel you have everything, oh, you've already lost the battle. If you think you have everything, you've already lost the battle. Some of you, you know, (laughs) we are Christians and some of you, you know, we have so many gifts. Some of us, it is prophesying. Some of us is speaking. Some of us is doing miracles. Some of us is... Is, is so special you see what I mean like but, but sometimes we forget at some point in time it becomes what we have not who gave it to us it becomes the performance of it it becomes the exhibition of that particular power and we want to exercise them but we never really recognize what the source of that power is and at the end of the day, we misuse it at the end of the day it doesn't satisfy and so we keep wanting more and more and more because the ultimate source of the power is neglected and we are pursuing things that you know of the word values but it's not enough if you feel that you have everything you've already lost the power battle because at the end of the day you've lost the ultimate battle to be king over your life in eternity and brothers and sisters today I want to encourage you uh, to look to the cross to look to the cross in the marriage to look to the cross in the work, to look in the cross that wherever it is hard whatever you you don't want to exercise the power the people you need to speak to that you know you feel you feel feel terrible to speak to them the 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 places you need to be but you feel like you can't go the the jobs that you are looking for that you need to be able to go you can't go because because you feel that you have something that that other people have that you don't have and then you're unable to get it so people are doing great and you're not but Brothers and sisters, there is something that is different, and the difference is that we are going to the source because they ultimately He is the one that will be able to give us what we need. May God bless you and keep you. May may the Holy Spirit give you the strength to rely on Him, to look to Jesus because He is the Author and the Perfector of our faith. May He be enough for you. That's all that I want to say in the past two days to you is like. Oh, let that power be enough, because you have nothing. Such as I have, what I have, like what 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 Peter and John said to the to the man who was crippled, so I have nothing, I have no silver no gold. But in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. So today I I, I prophesy, I die over you that in the name of Jesus, that you will also see Jesus for who he is and what he has, and recognize it that you and I can be like. This. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.